at law school, corporate clerkship recruitment is considered to be especially demanding. Some of the dedicated lawyers who have survived this vicious process are part of an elite squad known as Allens. These are their stories. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another sensational episode of Alan's Confidential. We're very, very excited today. We're talking about a topic that is very near and dear to many students' hearts, and that is how on earth can I get overseas by practicing law? So we're very lucky today to be joined by Mona Abuzalaf, a legal advisor at Linklaters in London, and Patrick McGregor, who is a senior overseas practitioner at Allen's in Sydney. We're going to be talking to the two of them today about the most important topic, I think, for a lot of students, which is how do I get a job overseas and how do I get to travel as part of my legal career? So welcome, Mona and Patrick, and thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thanks, Diva. Hey, thanks for having us. So one of the very first questions that we always ask all of our guests is a pretty standard one. So... I will shoot that out right now. What podcast do you listen to? So I don't think I, I don't listen to podcasts all that often. Um, I think I've got more into them over the last, well, since lockdown, really, I've kind of got a bit more into audiobooks and podcasts. If audiobooks can't uh, in the podcast sphere, um, the, the one series of podcasts that um, I've listened to quite a few of are Joe Rogan's podcasts. He's got, quite a few interesting characters that he gets on his show and um, asks, asks some provocative questions and always there's always interesting things being talked about on his show. So that's that's one that I've listened to. But um, I must confess, I'm, I'm not a huge podcast follower other than that. What's been one of your favourite or one of the most interesting episodes to date that you've listened to? Any recommendations? Um, yeah, well, he, he famously interviewed Elon Musk, which is a very interesting um, podcast. So if, if you want to try out the series, that's definitely a good place to start. Great. Good recommendation. How about you, Mona? Yeah, I'm just going to come out right out and say it. I don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> um, <laughs> though, obviously, Alan's Confidential is an exception. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty terrible. Yes, and I'm correct just answer. A serial, a serial Netflixer. What, what's your top recommendation on Netflix? probably for the year i'd say the last dance series like i'm not even into sport or basketball but like i don't know they just did that one really right it was very good i've heard that i have i mean yes i have zero interest in basketball if i'm very honest but people have just said it's so well done and you just end up right in the story like you're literally like i'm listening to the theme song playing and I'm like getting pumped as if like I'm playing, I'm not playing anything, but it's very, very good. Um, we love to hear that. We love to hear that kind of immersive media experience. Um, just like we know we're offering all of our listeners. Um, so if we jump into both of your journeys to where you are now, I think they're a little bit different. They're kind of the inverse of each other. So, Patrick, if we start with you, can you tell us a little bit about how you came to join Linklaters and then um, how you came to cross over the dark side to Allen's more recently? Yeah, of course. Never, I never heard it described as, as, the, as the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I'm, as you may have guessed, I'm from... I'm from Scotland originally, um, so I'm, I went to university in London at the London School of Economics where I studied law as my undergrad, um, and I guess I ended up at Linklaters because you know, I, I, when I was studying law, and particularly at that university, I think all, all my contemporaries, including me, were kind of looking at the city of London and the world of 
business and finance and the bright lights of all that. And everyone was really interested and taken by that world and wanted to get involved in it. Um, so there's a few different avenues you can obviously pursue to go into that world, one of which is commercial law. I didn't really much fancy the idea of going to one of the big investment banks. So um, a law firm seemed like a better fit to me. Um, and we're better to go than one of the best law firms. So that's that's how I ended up at Lynx. And unlike in Australia, you apply in the UK in your second year of university. So you're, you're actually quite young when you go through the application process. Um, so I joined Lynx, um, did my two-year traineeship, um, six months of which were in Dubai, which was good fun. Um, and then I joined the, the mainstream corporate team after that two-year traineeship. Um, and that the mainstream corporate team, um, just for everyone listening, at Linklaters does private and public M&A as well as equity capital markets in much the same way as our Mac team does that same mix of work. Um, so, so I so I spent a few years there, um, and then actually, it, so how did my move to Allen's come about? So, I was looking at spending some time overseas, somewhere um, with my fiance, who's actually Australian, and we were in Sydney last year for a wedding actually and um she was offered a job and Sydney was on our hit list of places to go and we ended up kind of it ended up kind of fall, falling together and I, I I thought well I can I can have a go at Alan's and see how that goes so and that that was all very easy so that that's kind of how I came across and that happened you know towards the end of last year and then I ended up coming across in January of this year. Oh, and then you've had so much time to explore Sydney and see city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quite a lot of it's been in lockdown, but um, I guess we, we've been taking every opportunity to get out of the city. <laughs> Good to hear. And Mona, how about you? You've done the reverse journey where you've started on the dark side, as Caitlin would say, and have moved into the light at Linklater's. <laughs> I have. Um, so I um, I did law and journalism at UTS. I had no idea what corporate law was, let alone, you know, clerkships and Allens and Linklater's and all these firms that I'd never heard of. Um, and I, like every other law student, I think at some stage, wanted to become a human rights lawyer and save the world. Uh, didn't quite go down that path in the end, but... <laughs> I weirdly just kind of found out about clerkships through like the competitions that you do at uni. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Um, I have no idea what this stuff is. So let me just go to every single event ever and try to figure it out. Um, and that's kind of what ended up happening. So like just random, random, um, event. I went to the Linklater's Roadshow, um, so where Linklater's comes out to recruit kind of their Australian clerks. Um, and I went to that by accident because I thought it was an Ellen's thing. But again, I knew nothing. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll go to this. <laughs> so that was the first time I went to Allen's and um, I like listened to people talk about Linklater's and, you know, all these students were so prepared with questions. And I was like, oh yeah, this is not happening for me. Um <laughs> So I remember leaving and thinking like, I'm never going to work at a place like this. Like I just do not have it like in me at all. Um, just because I felt so underprepared and like 
it's just not going to happen. Um, but then, you know, I went away and again, went to every single event ever, spoke to as many people as I could and somehow got a clerkship at Allen's. Um, and I started my grad program in March, 2018 or 2019. Um, so at Allen's we do two one year rotations. Um, and I did one year in banking and then kind of midway through, I was like, Hmm, what if I just, for the lols, no, not for the lols, but apply to go to Linklater's. <laughs> it was kind of like, it was kind of like, if I get it, that would be really, really cool. Uh, if I don't, like, I'll be sad, but like, it's fine. I know that I could probably go later if I wanted to. Um, so I applied for the, uh, you know, it's a common program that you can do in your second year as a grad where um, you can either apply to go to London, Singapore or Hong Kong. Um, I wanted to go to London just because I wanted to do, as cliche as it sounds, really big deals. <laughs> um, and so here I am. I'm, I've been in London since March, like literally a week before lockdown. So honestly, I reckon if I arrived like a week later, we would have been sent home. But yeah, and that's that. <laughs> what a journey. Um, and I guess... One thing we get asked a lot about is, you know, how you actually come to be in a position to go to somewhere else. So really from both sides, what's the process like of either coming to Allen's or coming to Linklater's? You know, is it challenging? Is it straightforward? What were your experiences like? Um, I mean, my, my experience was very straightforward. I It was just a few conversations with the, with the partners at Lynx and, and a short chat with the partners at Allen's. And I think because there's so many open channels between the partners and also, you know, as an associate level um, as well. Um, that makes, for me, that made the transition very easy. It, it meant that I knew people at Allen's and in the team that I was going into that I could speak to and, you know, do my DD in advance and see what I was getting myself into. Um, <laughs> and then have the conversations with the partners, which was all very smooth sailing. So, yeah, it was it was a very straightforward process for me actually. I, as I said, I, I kind of just applied through the secondment program. So essentially, at the same time, roughly that you get asked for your preferences for your second rotation, um, you also put in an application to go overseas, and it's just a few extra questions. Um, you know, what kind of contributions have you made at Allen's? Why do you want to go to Linklater's? What do you think your career is going to get out of it, basically? Um, but I kind of in advance of that, I knew that it was going to be competitive because obviously they only take kind of a limited number of people and it's like such a easy and great way to go overseas that obviously people apply for it. Um, so I thought before that, let me really have a think about what I'm going to put in my application. And I, you know, spoke to a lot of people who had gone to Linklater's and really worked out what I'm going to get out of it. And I think that um, definitely helped me like to be able to write my application and maybe that's part of the reason I was able to go is because, you know, I kind of thought about it in advance, but um, yeah, it was definitely uh, a lot easier than I expected in terms of just filling in a form. Um, and in saying that, I think even if I hadn't got it, I, you know, I don't think it's very difficult at all to go over as an associate later on. So yeah, I guess that's another reason I was like, I'll just put in the application and see what happens. <laughs> So to clarify, in your questions, your response wasn't for the lols that I no, to no, yeah, uh, I No, yeah. No, I thought about that initially, but I, I spoke to a few partners and stuff and they said that probably wasn't a good idea. So They dissuaded you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any helpful advice or guidance for people who might be in your position either next year or the year after? just in terms of what kind of things do you think people should be considering about what benefit going overseas might have to their career? Uh, yeah, I'd say um, 
I guess, have a think about, it's very hard because, you know, you've just started, you don't know what you're going to be doing in two or three years time. You don't know if you're going to be, you know, absolutely loving your rotation or like, you know, if, you, you know, there's so many variables, but I think, um, have a think about what you do like about the work you're doing at the moment. And then, um, what you really like is, is this is so basic, but like, what do you want when you go overseas? Are you going over just to travel? Cause that's, that's kind of fine. I think that, I mean, there's definitely was part of the reason I wanted to go, but I think for me in terms of my personal circumstances and kind of just the context of what I want from my career, it made sense that I go early because I wanted to come back to Allen's and kind of continue my career there. Um, and I think getting exposure to really large transactions and working with, you know, bigger teams early on for me was just something that was a bit more appealing um, than going later. But I think just generally like really have a think about what you want. Um, and at the end of the day, like, yes, you don't apply for the lols, but also <laughs> don't, don't ever discount yourself and like, give it a go. Um, you might absolutely love it. And it might be, you know, the dream experience that we all have and you might hate it and that's totally fine. Uh, but I think always give it a go. Love that yeah, inspiring. I, yeah, definitely, definitely give it a go. That's, that's good advice. I would say, um, <laughs> you know, if you have these opportunities, then it's definitely a good idea to you know, grab them with both hands, I think. And, you know, it, being able to, go to different offices within the same network and come, come back. If that's what you want to do to come back to your kind of home office is an amazing, amazing thing that you can do within this network of, of Alan's link letters that, you know, most people in their law firms and in their other companies just don't get the opportunity to do. So if you, uh, yeah, I, I definitely echo that advice and say, you know, that go for it and keep your mind open. And how have you guys found um, the, the differences or similarities uh, between cultures, I suppose, both at work um, and more broadly, or as much of, as you've been able to experience from the confines of your respective bedrooms at times? <laughs> so in terms of culture and mix of work, the firms are very similar. Um, as I mentioned earlier, the, the mixture of work that comes across my desk in corporate in Sydney is very similar to that which came across my desk in London, which is a good mix of equity capital markets work um, as well as private equity work and public takeovers and things like that. So it's, it's, it's a very good mix. And there's a focus at Linklaters as well on ensuring that you have that mix even until quite a senior level. Um, so you'll find partners doing all those different types of work. There will be some partners that are slightly more specialist than others, but generally speaking, everyone is expected to be able to pick up all different types of corporate work, which isn't necessarily the same as as all other firms where they, you know, some firms have a, a model where they kind of, I don't want to use the word pigeonhole, but um, they, they streamline people at an earlier stage. Um, and in terms of the, the, the actual substance of the work, I mean, whilst, yes, on average, you might get more mega deals in London, there's still some pretty big deals to be done in Australia. And um, the clients are often shared, they're often they're very similar. And, and you know, there's a lot of shared clients between Lynx and Allens. So, for example, I just did a deal with, with BP um, and we were instructing them and they were based in London and they were this, they're the same individuals and clients that, that I would work with at Linglishes in London. So there's certainly a lot of similarities and 
um, I'm, I'm struggling to think of too many things where there are differences in culture or um, the makeup of the work. And there, but there, there's an abundance of things where I can say, yeah, this is similar, this is similar, and this is similar. So you had a little bit of time in the office before lockdown started. I mean, how did you find just even that transition period of getting used to being in a different office with different colleagues? Was that, you know, did you feel sort of like you were still within the family a little bit coming to work or was it a bit of a, a bit of a shock to the system? Yeah, I did. I mean, the, it, it was, everyone was very friendly and, you know, quite a few of the partners when they came to say hi, said, Oh, you worked with X in London. I, I know them very well, which, which helps. Um, and that did make, make it feel like I was within the family. Um, and, and I also knew a handful of people on my floor who I'd actually worked with at Linklaters, some of whom were on to comment talents and some of whom, you know, had done a few years in London um, and had come back to Allen. So that was really nice to have all those familiar faces and it made it really easy. Lovely. And how about for you, Mona? Because you obviously then didn't have as much time to physically be with yeah. your co-workers. Yeah. So the kind of, one of the nice things about going as a grad um, on secondment um, is you get to go with three other grads also on secondment. So uh, it's me and, and three others, um, from one from Perth, uh, one from Brisbane and one from Melbourne. So Sarah, Baz and Andrew, shout out to you guys for keeping me sane through the lockdown. <laughs> um, <laughs> They better uh, be listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the the really nice thing is we all came over to kind of together, and for circumstances slash due to COVID, we kind of all ended up living in the same building, in separate apartments. Just FYI, in separate apartments <laughs> for for six months um, during the kind of peak of the lockdown, and so we really did, I guess, get really really close because we were literally the only humans that either of us had seen. Um, but it was really nice to kind of a like have Australians to experience that with that you know even if you know you don't have your own network because you odds are you probably know others who've moved and done the done the London trip. But um, it was nice to have them kind of to experience it with, but also um, just to be able to kind of have those office bands that you wouldn't usually get to have or we couldn't have anymore this year because of um, lockdown. But in terms of kind of integrating with Linklaters and trying to branch out of my Alan's bubble, <laughs> um, we kind of got to go into the office for two days uh, for training. And then um, I remember by Wednesday, everyone was like, nope, you got to grab your stuff and go home. No one's allowed back in. Um, so at, at that point, I, you know, hadn't met anyone in my team. I hadn't seen, you know, the floor that I was going to be working on or anything like that. So, um, obviously, I was very, very nervous about it in the beginning. How am I going to, you know, make an impression if I want to stay? How am I going to, you know, be able to work with these people meaningfully without having met them? But um, actually, there were so many people in the same boat and the the teams um, or link leaders generally, I'd say, are quite understanding of that and they were quite understanding of the fact that we're all in this very, very weird new normal. Um, and so there were a lot of like little things that your team would do to make you feel kind of part of the team and, and you know, give you the opportunity to meet people. So we had um, these really great like breakfasts every two weeks with like random different people in the team um, where, you know, you just jump on and talk about random stuff and, you know, figure out how other people are coping with the lockdown. And yeah, I, I thought um, generally the firm is doing such a great job of trying to, you know, have kind of an inclusive space virtually, even if we can't um, be there physically. Um, in saying that now, the, the office is open on a voluntary basis, but um, 
yeah, I haven't haven't quite gotten around to going in too much other than for the uh, occasional lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Are many people from your team going in? Because I know even at Allen's we're sort of open. Yeah. It's a little bit patchy. It's, you see um, the same faces in and out. Yeah. Um, so I'm in a new team at the moment. So I haven't actually gone in yet while I'm in my new team. But while I was in um, Leverage Finance for my first six months, I, I went in twice um, and it was kind of mixed. So I think it it all depends on the day you go in if it just kind of happens that there are a lot more people, but I'd say like you're getting at least, at least five people in your team and, and five people doesn't sound like a lot. I guess it's not in Linklater's team number size, but yeah, uh, it, it's kind of increasing. I think um, in saying that it is very much voluntary and like, there's no kind of pressure to go in um, if you don't feel comfortable doing so. Yeah, totally reasonable. I've noticed that in the Sydney office, at least, it seems as though numbers are a bit lower on a Monday. Just, I only know that anecdotally because I myself don't come in on a Monday. Um, but Caitlin's pretty diligent in being in the office, so she can give us a rundown of all the uh, different I definitely, friends. I definitely don't come in on a Monday. It hurts my, my body and my soul too much. But I do come in on a Tuesday because it reaches a point where I need to accept that um, even though I've been at home on the Monday, it is actually a working week and I do need to uh, yeah. put clothes on. So, you know, we, we work out of balance, but um, we're getting there. Can you believe we used to do this every day? Like you'd get up and you would go to work, you would commute there on public transport and you'd be crammed in around other people. My skin was so dry, like from the air conditioning, because I've been in, you know, this crisp outdoor, I can like wander out through the day and just be outside all the time. See, I'm not ready to put my skin through that. There's no need. Mona, has there been any sort of shift in, you know, I feel like in London the situation is sort of rapidly changing. I mean, are people thinking they'll go back to being fully at home or is it they're keeping the offices open? Yeah, they're keeping the offices open. So what I expected to happen, because the kind of offices open, everything was like, la-di-da, happy happy days, we're going in, it's good. And then, of course, like two weeks ago, or maybe even just a week ago, um, Bojo was all, guys, (laughs) please, we got to get this under control. Um, (laughs) So I kind of expected there to be another, like, shutdown. But um, no, um, I think Linklater's is comfortable with kind of what they've done to the office to keep it safe. And I very much, like, can see why. Like, I've been in and there's, like, bottles of sanitizer that you can just pick up for later uh is like endless <laughs> supply of masks and it's such a link latest thing i feel like to just have endless supplies of things um but you know they they've like you know split out the offices if you wanted to share an office they've got like perspex screens in there as well i have not seen the perspex screens um but i'm told they're there uh but yeah it's cool like yeah. Also getting in your own office to yourself when you were a grad at Allen's living in the trenches um, with other grads is, is quite nice. Definitely. Well, I mean, I know it's been quite a, um, an unusual year, I suppose we can say, but one of the things that we do always ask our guests on the podcast is just to reflect on their careers and to think, I mean, we've touched on some advice, but looking back, you know, if it was day one of your career, what, what's the advice that you'd wish you'd had on that very first day of working in the legal industry tough question <laughs> um i think i think as a junior lawyer I, th- I think i probably didn't take enough time to kind of i, I don't want to say just chill out and relax because you, d- you do want to work hard when you're starting off and you are keen to impress but i think sometimes i was kind of too involved in 
doing things quickly. And um, now as, as a slightly more senior lawyer, you can see the value in taking a step back and taking time to think about things um, and how valuable that is. Um, and often when you're a junior, and I guess it's partly just due to lack of experience and you don't know what on earth is going on half the time, <laughs> um, you kind of have a tendency to to deal with things very quickly. Um, so I think that's probably a big thing that I would tell myself if I could tell day one Patrick at Linklater's um, what to do. Great. How about you, Mona? Okay, this is probably going to turn into a rant, but uh, I think... Go for it. I, we love I, a rant. By the way. I think if I... If I could, if I could go back, um, I would tell uh, baby Mona trying to work out what Alan's is um, to just back yourself. Um, I, it's super basic, but I think it's really important when you're trying to get a clerkship or trying to get a grad job, any job really, or actually, or even when you're starting out and working in, at a firm or anywhere that you really back yourself. I think I kind of struggled a lot with that when I was trying to work out what I was going to do and how I'm going to get a clerkship. Um, just because I felt so on the back foot, um, not having known anyone who works at these firms and, you know, not knowing what they are and what they, what kind of work they do. But I think, you know, if you put in the work, you can get there um, if that's what you want. And, and another thing I should say, you shouldn't feel like this is the right thing to do or, oh, I have to get a clerkship because that's just what every fourth year student does. It's not. And you, you know, you don't need a clerkship if that's not what you want to do. Um, obviously I highly recommend them, <laughs> but uh, I, I think, yeah, if I could go back, I would just tell myself like back yourself, like, yes, you've had a very different experience, but that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Um, you should be proud of your diversity or just the fact that you've had a different experience. And I think that that's something you can bring to the table as opposed to something that should stress you out or make you afraid to give it a go. Amazing. And any final comments on, um, you know, career opportunities overseas? Just do it. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Go have fun. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Well, both, thank you so much for joining us. I think for a lot of students in particular, this is such an important topic because it's a time where you really think big and dream big and really wonder where your career can take you. And for you both, your careers have taken you all over the world, which is super amazing. And it's been great for us to hear about. So thank you so much for your time. And we're so pleased to have had you on Alan's Confidential. Thanks for having us.